Well, good morning, everybody. And yes, we will be unmuted as we come on the air because we are. That Tim's not in charge Tim, of pressing buttons. Tim's not in charge of pressing buttons. I mean, yes, I get thrown under the bus a whole lot, but we started kind of on time. We weren't muted when we came on the air. It is a new era around here, at least for this week. Um, yes. Tim has been dead weight. Yes, he's the reason that the show is usually <laughs> weight. Typically, Tim brings in good gear, which is why we're using a $200 camcorder this morning instead of a yeah. $700 DSLR. But yeah. we'll take it. Whatever. Yes. It's it's what we're doing. Uh, friends, family, we've got some serious ministry topics to talk about. Only serious ministry topics. The first is coffee. What are you doing during the pandemic? What are you serving? You see Dylan here, new on our hey. staff. I don't want to say a coffee snob because that's rude. Oh, I'll, I'll accept it. But he is a coffee snob. I'll accept it. I am a coffee snob. And he has decided that us offering K-cups to people in the morning is just downright embarrassing. I didn't decide that. What did you decide? I was approached. You, you were. About opening a, or well, not opening, starting a coffee bar, uh, doing pour overs for people in the morning and... I sent a list of gear for Andrew to buy. Um, and yesterday when I walked in, mm-hmm. where we talked about setting up all that stuff was two Keurig machines. Yes, two. Not one Keurig two machine, Keurig. two. Well, I mean, there's like... Filtered water. There's like 80,000 Keurigs on campus, so there's no... <laughs> there's like, one in every room. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so what are you guys doing? What are you serving? Are you serving anything... We're trying to figure it out because apparently people don't like it when you stick your finger in their coffee. I don't know. If your sound is out of sync, uh, Matt, we'll try to figure that out. We got into some tech issues this week. We'll get into that and so much more because yesterday was Sunday. You're supposed to say. And this is the morning after. Welcome to the morning after ministry show. A caffeine feud look back on the week and ministry that was. You can't just throw me under the bus like that, not, Andrew. What you, bus did I throw you? I the the you, we did not rehearse any of this. <laughs> no. You sit here every week and watch Tim come in. Do, that at, doesn't. At that doesn't. That doesn't mean I'm Tim. That does not mean we I'm Tim. We don't rehearse anything. We just come. We talk. We say this is the week in ministry that was. Hey, let us know if the audio is out of sync. We can try something. We ran a quick test, but we had tech issues this week that were mostly and completely my fault. Um, also, I, I, I had will, nothing to do with. I that. will blame the sun sh- or not the, my cable provider, FiOS by Frontier. They dropped the uh, local Fox Sports channels, and so I was having to do all kinds of shady stuff to get the Rays games on my laptop this past week, and in doing that, I got some malware on my computer. I had to go and get that scrubbed, and as I got that scrubbed, I completely destroyed all of my OBS settings, so it's a good thing that we've been using a different computer to broadcast during Sunday morning. Um, which I also messed up this week. I was say, what happened Sunday morning? Um, well, what happened Sunday morning was someone gave us, we have an Orbi system throughout the church. Someone gave us another Orbi satellite, and I thought, mm-hmm. this is great. We've wanted to have the ability to hardwire a little bit. And so I put in an Orbi right next to the computer, and it was picking up from the other satellite, not from the main hub. 
and oh. it just died. Our, you know, nice. what was so frustrating is this is, what is this, like seven months into doing the actual Timeline's correct. Huh? Timeline's correct. Timeline's correct, see? So we've been doing this since March, and the first Sunday that we ever have big, serious tech issues on a Sunday morning is the end of September, like when we should have everything done, figured out, and it was complete and utter user error on my part. Matt is saying that they are not doing coffee uh, yet either. Jake says, still not doing coffee. I'm eager to start it back. We had someone step up in a major way for coffee back in January, and they're no longer attending. I'm waiting to take the coffee helm back. See, that's one of the things that... Well, we're not we're not talking about doing, like, this coffee bar, like, every single week either. No. It would just be, like, a once-a-month thing um, because Because you I, want to do hoity-toity pour-overs for everybody. Yes. Well, no, that's... That was the suggestion made to me, not I, not the one I suggest, suggested. What did you suggest? I I, I just went with it because I was told that the person wanted to do pour overs, and I was just like, "Yeah, that sounds like great. I like doing pour overs. That's like the fastest, most effective way to make single serve coffee." No, the fastest, most effective way is to go up to the little nozzle and you pull it, and the coffee comes out, and it's in your cup already. It's no. like Folgers or Maxwell House. It's really good stuff. You should try it. It's wonderful. Tyler says we're talking about starting just drip brew back, but have people serving it. That's one of the things that we've said is instead of, you know, anybody can go touch the nozzle. That's one of the reasons that we went with the K-Cups because that way you're only touching your own stuff instead of touching the machine that everybody's working on. But in doing pour-overs, there's one person that is the coffee toucher. I don't know. Plus, we can only really do that once a week anyways because I'm usually doing other things. Once a month, sorry. Yes, because... You know, you're playing 14, 15 different instruments in the praise band, depending on what week it is. And this week you're running sound. Yep. This is Yesterday I did him. nothing. We told him that we were hiring him to come be the youth person. But truthfully, there's a thousand things that we expect of him. And we pay him very little. And now he gets to co-host a podcast. It works out really well. Yep. It's great. It's it's really great. Um, Dylan and I both had, I don't want to say teaching snafus, because I don't think it was a snafu. But so yesterday... We started a new series. Uh, Jim says, Andrew, the latte I'm drinking was off-center latte art. 2020 is rough. Jim's church has a full-on espresso bar in their lobby, and so he goes in and makes himself a fancy latte every morning. So is Jim hiring? Is um, that, yeah, you'd have to You'd have to move to Missouri. That's fine with me. You would move to Missouri for coffee. But, Jim, I, I'll say glowing things. you got to finish your degree first. Yeah. Have you ever like introduced yourself? Like, have you told your story on the show before? Um, vaguely, a little bit. When that that one time you and Tim interviewed me. There you go. And Tim's HQ. That's right. We were. Yeah. That, that was a weird show. That was we a weird show. So, I, so I don't, I don't think we really got to go into like full detail. All right. So you are a, are you a junior? Are you a senior? Senior. So you're a senior. Senior at Trinity, at College, Trinity College of Florida. Frank um, Gill's alumni. Frank, if you're still watching, thank you for go Tigers. Being a um, Tiger, that's weird. I was a Cougar, so that's weirder. He's going to spend the next half hour trying yep. to make you as uncomfortable as possible. Good luck. So you're a senior in Bible college. Yep. And my promise to you was, 
I will do everything I can to make this position a full-time position for you if and when it happens, but I will guarantee you that you will be incredibly employable. Yep. If that's not what the future holds at our church as we're growing. So, uh, therefore, your resume has included barista, church barista. Yep. 18 instruments in the praise band. Yep. Tech support. Yep. And youth pastor, although sometimes you don't always feel like teaching. <laughs> yeah. Appa- yeah. Uh, so, I can... So to segue i guess uh wednesday night we were having youth group and frank says our mascot is billy graham (laughs) i thought our mascot was kb um uh so wednesday youth group uh usually we play like a board game and then uh i do like a little lesson and then that's really about it so wednesday we played settlers of Catan, and i underestimated how long it would take us to play Settlers of Catan. Like when you're trying to play a game so, and you're like, oh, I got so, I'm supposed to like be a yeah. youth pastor here, but I'm winning. Yeah. Well, I, was, <laughs> I wasn't I was winning. I, I was not winning. Um, so it, it reached, we have six, youth group 630 to 8 and then like hit 745. And one of the kids in the youth group was just like, aren't you supposed to be teaching right now? <laughs> uh, to which I responded, well, no, like not really. And, uh, yeah, she was like, well, isn't that your job to teach? And I was just like, well, amongst other things, other, other duties assigned, other duties as assigned. Yeah. yeah. Well, I get it. Sometimes, uh, the teaching just isn't going your way. We started a new sermon series yesterday and my Saturday was off. We had like a, a family beach trip with some other people from church and it was just kind of a, a weird day, but we started a new series and I, all week through the study and the lead up, I had the sermon manuscript done by about Tuesday afternoon, and yet I still was just never quite feeling it. And when I was finished preaching yesterday, it was like, ugh. It was like I had sweat through two shirts, just that kind of sermon. And I thought, I just don't like teaching the epistles. Is that weird? Like in my personal devotional life, I've probably read through the epistles more than any other portion of scripture but when it comes to actually teaching and preaching the epistles are very difficult for me to teach through i don't know if that's an odd thing i don't know if i'm just making stuff up to give myself a pass for not having the smoothest sermon yesterday but it was not i don't know i mean there, you, you were sitting there what did you think there is a lot of discourse like in epistles yeah but so it if I was writing devotional booklets, mm-hmm. I would live in the epistles because, like, yes. hey, your goal is 500 words. Here's the verse. Here's, you know, 200 words of exegesis. Here's 100 words of application. Yeah. But for a 30, 35-minute sermon, you it, either are combining different points. I yeah. don't know. Because I, f- I feel like there's a lot of context that is there that <clears> – <throat> we don't necessarily get mm-hmm. as a 21st century modern audience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's about all I got. I got, I got nothing for Are you. Are there any portions of scripture that you don't like teaching through? I don't know that I've ever done a sermon or I, I've never done more than like a one standalone sermon in the Psalms. I've never attempted like a, Hey guys, let's do the summer of Psalms where we're going to spend 10 yeah. weeks going through favorite Psalms. That's just, Nothing that I've ever... You don't, you don't want to do a 150-week? I do not want to do a 150-week oh. thing through the... Although that would be very easy to plan what's coming next week for three yeah. years. That'd be nice. That that would be. Um, 
I, I don't know. I like big chunks that are all kind of one thing that stays together. We've had multiple calls that Dylan sounds like he should be um, on NPR. That that is that, with, that is that voice. is that is a praise I would get a lot at Starbucks. That when you I, sound when like I would work, you were yeah, when I would work at the drive-through, they'd be like, "Oh, you should be on the radio." Your voice is so soothing. And I was just like, "Wow, thanks." Frank says that the maps are his favorite part of the Bible. I'm with you. I like the unit conversion sheets. The unit conversion sheets. I don't. Well, now it's just the. Oh, dang it! You didn't go out of frame. No. That, that would have been. It was almost a good bit. Where are the unit conversion sheets? Usually in the back. Hey, you're right. Yeah. Look at this. It's got measurements of length. Day's yeah. journey is 20 miles, a Roman mile. Wow, I had no idea there were actually unit conversion sheets. That's neat. Yep. Ain't that neat. Thanks, John MacArthur. I appreciate you and your study Bible and <laughs> making Christians look weird on TV. You're the best. Uh, Frank, I'm a huge fan of the maps because I could not read. When I was, uh, until about third grade, I was a terrible reader. And so uh, I also really liked Indiana Jones. And I remember seeing Paul's missionary journey. And I just thought it looked exactly like Indiana Jones, where, you know, where they stop off everywhere because airplanes couldn't really make super long flights in the 40s. And so I remember vividly being in about first grade and seeing Indiana Jones and the the map plotting as he was flying and thought, that's just like my Bible. And so I went and like memorized all of Paul's missionary journeys as an eight or nine year old because I was a giant nerd then as I am now, and it made me think of Indiana Jones. It's a great part of my Bible. <laughs> Matt said I thought he was saying eunuch conversion. <laughs> I had so many questions. Mm. But that's that's in the back of Game of Thrones. Hey now, um, there are several eunuchs, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing at this point. We've discussed Unix, mm-hmm. premium cable. Yeah, and Steve says that he also thought you were talking about Unix conversion sheets. Um, I feel like we've gone through all the stuff we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Tim talks so much more than he, you do. He really does. He's a rambler. Yeah. you got to work on that. He, do I? Um. <laughs> Shots fired right there. Um, well, okay. I guess we can talk about the birth control aspect of... Uh, so speaking of Sunday morning, okay, um, we were I, me and my girlfriend Maddie were sitting, and um, your parents normally sit behind <laughs> us. They they do every Sunday. Yeah, and there's a certain part of like pre-service Sunday morning where it's nice and quiet, and then about like two minutes till the service starts, all of the children come all in. The kids, all in. of the kids, about four Larson kids. Uh, yes. <laughs> And, and my kids aren't always the loudest. They no, no, they are not. Um, and they like so it just it just gets crazy. Well, not really crazy. It we, just gets started, a lot more hectic. We started this trend, which is funny because way before you were here, actually about a year ago, we had some uh, meeting with someone from our denomination, and it was kind of we're looking to build a legacy of faith at our church. We're very much an interdenominational church, you know the. We have people well into their 90s, and we have people that are in preschool. So it's you you name it, There's the generations are all well represented in our church. And it was, well, how do we get you know the, the kids comfortable in church? How do we get the older people used to having the kids in church? And so we have um, been trying to figure that out since about last September. 
with plans of launching some new initiatives in the in the new year and then when the pandemic hit church changed for forever for several months and when we came back we said to shorten the length of the time that the kids are back in the kids rooms and to make it easier on the children's ministry volunteers and leaders let's have the kids start the service in the worship center so whether you are a newborn or you're a fifth grader in your last year of kids church you are starting the service in church and so the first two songs are kind of raucous energetic sure they're more upbeat they, they are more upbeat and i keep hoping that the cameras will catch like something awesome but so far none of the really fun kid stuff has happened in frame so oh just, yeah i'm hoping for some dancing in the aisles from a couple of our little girls or something but it hasn't happened quite yet i'm sorry so anyways so uh maddie and i are sitting there you know it's like just hanging out not really doing anything and then uh phil larson your father dr philip larson yes <laughs> leans over and whispers to me and maddie you know having all these kids here is kind of like birth control makes you really think about not having like waiting to have kids and i don't like I don't know if you you all caught me when I said this earlier, but I did say my girlfriend and I, we are not married. We are not trying to have kids. I shouldn't there is think that there's not anything a, going on that there would is cause... not a ring on that finger. Yes. Um. <laughs> so I I just thought that was How, rather did, uh, entertaining. Madalena feel about that? She didn't say anything. Did she? I I think I I went with the haha yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's, it's just so funny. I mean, in a, in a way, it's true. The yeah. first, I think Melissa and I were married for three weeks, and we got a call from a, an elder in the church that I was serving at at the time, and it was, hey, my wife and I are going out of town for 10 days. Again, we've been married for three weeks. Uh, we're going out of town for 10 days. Would you guys want to house sit and stay with our kids for those 10 days? You know, we'll give you food money and pay you to <laughs> do it and stuff. And so we're like, uh, the pay you to do it was to watch the kids, not anything else. So they thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Uh, so we had these three kids that were, I think, sixth grade, fourth grade, second grade, something like that, for yeah the first for, for ten days, three weeks into our marriage, and it was a uh, okay. Maybe we should uh, make sure some things are established and some time is spent together before. Yeah. Four so, kids later. Four four kids later. And now, anytime you and Maddie want to come over and uh, do some babysitting just so that once the ring is exchanged, you will decide, let's uh, give it a few years. Maddie says, <laughs> Maddie's commenting, hey, Maddie, aren't you supposed to be at work? Yeah. Wow. I'm excited that you get to watch at work now. Nope, not yet. There isn't. I didn't have anything to say growing up with four nieces. Yeah, she's got, definitely got some experience richard says it explains a lot about why andrew is the way he is i tell everybody my my wit comes from my father like the saying stuff real quickly without necessarily thinking a whole lot about it is yeah why should why should you think before you speak no um but my dad is very he's very witty and very funny (laughs) like that um my mom is a nurse whose mom was also a nurse who's got a little brother that's a doctor so i remember being at my gaga and pop-up's house 
and my uncle pulled out a human skull from a camera case while we were having spaghetti and like my mom and my grandma like pointing to different fractures in the skull and stuff and so anything that's crude or you know bathroom humor related comes from my mother's side of the family mm. and so you have the combination of quick-witted and crude and it's sometimes you say some very awkward and embarrassing things although he your dad did confirm that your sermon il- illustration was true yes, that you used yesterday morning ineptitude when it comes to doing anything manly you know, I was well handy handy yeah yeah your name's Andy not handy that's <laughs> sounding more and more like an NPR show every uh, minute Dylan. yep it's cool yeah um hey we're gonna keep going we've got more stuff to talk about yeah but uh our ads are looking a little bit thin this week because the National Day of Volunteer Youth Ministry Training, Ministry Training was last week, so we don't have to read that 45-page ad read. Good. And we've got a new sponsor coming next week. So for now, we've just got a few of our very, 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 very close friends to talk about. Dylan, did you know that DYM University provides instant training for you and your leaders? No. Oh, it does. <laughs> it is accessible, downloadable, on-demand. There's even little quizzes that you can take when you're done to make sure that you comprehended all the information. You can get your whole team on the same page, speaking the same language. DYM University, instant training for you and your leaders. Hey, Dylan. Centrally give. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> ask you the question yet. Do you know what the easiest and fastest way to collect tithes and offerings, registrations and payments no, or Andrew. any other way to collect funds for your church, maybe? No, Andrew, I do not. Oh, well, Dylan, let me just tell you. It's Give Central. Oh, can you centrally give there? You can centrally wow. give there. You name it. If you are collecting funds for your church, the best way to do so is Give Central. Have you heard the fact that we are a proud, 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 proud part of the DYM podcast network? It is an ever-growing network of shows with some great stuff. I know the Youth Ministry Hack Boys had a great show that came out just a few days ago. You want to go check them out. Also, I'm realizing that when my OBS crashed, I threw in an old uh, (laughs) graphic because leading Youth Ministry, not a show on the network anymore. But whatever. We're missing the Sherpas. We're missing the Middle School Ministry podcast on that. But pay no attention. Just know that we are a very proud part of the DYM Podcast Network and uh, you should go check out all of those shows, especially the Sherpas that are back with new shows this past week and the Middle School Ministry Podcast. Yep. Dylan. Yes. One of the things that we have been struggling with. Yeah. And I say we collectively as a church, and being that you and I work at the same church, we can definitely throw we in there. But I think just in general, people are struggling with mm-hmm. is how do we build momentum how do we build relationships during a pandemic you are a first time youth pastor you are that is true a volunteer youth leader for a number of years Mm -hmm. at a bigger church and it's not that difficult to be bigger than us nope but so you had that role as the volunteer guy the happy Mm -hmm. fun time guy who taught occasionally yeah but never trying to build relationships during a pandemic no, that, and, yeah. And so now here you are. You are new at a new church. At a new church, there's a whole lot of stuff that you can't do that you used to be able to do. That is true. So what are you doing? What are what should we be doing 
to try to build relationships? And will a coffee bar fix it? <sighs> will a coffee bar fix it? No, I do not think so. <laughs> ben says we talked about birth control. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Ronald, we were just talking about the middle school ministry podcast because I put up, hang on, I put up that and it's an old graphic and the middle school ministry podcast isn't on it. That's what you missed. <laughs> just that Tim is now Dylan. Uh, um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think a coffee bar is necessarily going to fix, going to reach people. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it could help fill that void of the hour plus time we would have in the fellowship hall. Yeah. So our, afterwards, our church takes fellowship hour way seriously. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a big deal. If we had, let's say, 70 people on a Sunday morning, we would have, so service is done at 11.10 at noon, we would still have 50 or 55 people in our fellowship hall. Um, different families would, like, take turns making awesome stuff. Sometimes it would be, you know, fruit, bagels, and donuts. Sometimes we'd have full-on biscuits and gravy. Like, there were, mm-hmm. we take the fellowshipping as a church. Before I, before I worked at the church, there was like a literal Thanksgiving yeah, like every, lunch. Like every time Dylan and Maddie would come to visit, usually because Dylan was playing drums or something, yeah. um, it happened that he was coming on a day that there was like a full-on, hey, let's have our whole church gather for a massive feast. I think there was like a football yeah, that was so, like taco bar. Yeah, we had a taco bar once yeah. and then Thanksgiving the dinner, dinner of thanks. Yeah. So that I got to speak at. Yeah. Yeah. You were thankful. I was thankful. So what can we be I feel like so much of the past six months has been let's try to sustain, try to sustain, try to keep our people engaged. Mm-hmm. But building new relationships with new people during this time has got to be so so weird. Yeah. Frank says this is going to be so weird to listen to in the audio format. So many cozy long pauses. You don't like a cozy long pause, Frank? Embrace the silence, Frank. Ow. That's if one of the two things I learned in, in music school is embrace the silence. How did music school work out for you? I dropped out. There you go. First one being fake it till you make it. Also very true in youth ministry. Yep. Fake it till you make it and uh, embrace the silence because there's yep. going to be some awkward pauses. So what are you doing to build relationships out there, like, in, in the comments? And we're not asking as uh, experts because we're s- desperately looking for answers. Yeah. And how are you trying to build relationships with students when, you know, hey, we're not going to camp because we weren't going to camp. Yeah. And, you know, lots of the typical get-to-know-you activities are not possible. So how can you build relationships during this? Bundy, who goes to our <laughs> church, says, love me some biscuits and gravy with my church group. I miss them. I miss the biscuits and the gravy. Mm-hmm. Now I'm hungry. Yeah, well, I mean, so one one thing I tried is we have a church. We do. Renting out our fellowship hall space right now. We do. Um, <laughs> and I tried reaching out to the, or well, like went, introduced myself to the lead pastor and everything and like told him like, I was and what I do at Safety Harbor Community Church and because they like they have a lot of young families Mm -hmm. Um, so I wanted to just reach out see what they were doing for youth group and you know maybe invite the kids on Wednesday Um, 
Yeah, but all I all I hear is crickets. I'm with you. Didn't, didn't Ronaldson, hear back. We started doing pregame stuff before our big program. Not earth shattering, but definitely a great way to say, "Hey, students, let's interact right now." Ronald, are you saying before your youth program or before like Sunday morning? You're doing pregame stuff with students. Again, we're not asking as experts. We're asking as people desperate for help. Um, I've seen churches that are doing like parking lot tailgate games before mm-hmm. church just to try to get people early and hanging out. Yeah. But hey, nothing gets me ready for worship like some cornhole. Gets me sweaty. I get sweaty on Sunday morning. every. That. No matter what we do, I'm getting sweaty on Sunday morning. Richard said we just have hangout time before our youth time and then have a meal. Um, <laughs> Delmar says it's Stuman ASMR about time. Oh, Delmar with the jokes. I don't know. I've got no other insight. I, I mean, do I no- like? Do I just walk up to street youths, street youths on the street, and you, just say, "Hey, what are you doing Wednesday night? Come with me." We usually have some kids uh, trying to do kickflips off of our front church steps. I Maybe, haven't. I haven't seen those no, guys. I should. I yeah. get the security camera notices. I'll uh, send them to you. Okay. Whenever there's kids breaking their neck outside. I'll have you go chase them off with a broom. It'll be great. I'll probably just grab my skateboard and join them. You don't have a skateboard. Yeah, I do. In your car at all times? Yeah. His car is like a Narnian wardrobe. It just it really is. It, uh, there's so much weird stuff yep. in Dylan's car. I had no idea there was a skateboard. Dylan. There's I, usually a skimboard, too. I've got no boards in my car. It's uh, it's eleven forty. We have covered everything on our list. We sure have. We have recorded for more than thirty minutes. We have. I've got nothing else to add. Do you have anything? Um. Oh, I've been using frisky frisbee golf for the kids who can't come back. Listen, you don't want to get Dylan talking about frolfing. I he sends I, me pictures of his drivers that are broken. I that was a, that was a one time thing, and it he, perplexed me. He's constantly talking about it, and I'm like, Dylan, nobody wants to hear you talk about Frisbee golf, and now you're talking to Dylan about Frisbee golf. People, the people want to hear it. It's a growing sport, Andrew. It's a growing sport. It was on CBS like a month ago. Because there was no real sports to cover. It's a real sport. Hey, uh, <laughs> I, I've got no words. Go find your local frisbee golf disc golf right that's how we call it yep but what do you throw you can tell what do you them. throw what do i what do i throw uh i mean a, a whole mess of things are you wanting to know brands he has a and fanny discs? pack full I, of discs it's not a fanny pack it's a like giant that he uh, walks around with i i love t-birds not a big fan of the g-star plastic personally I just like the star. What is this show becoming? Plastic. I you hey you said you said we could talk about it, so. <laughs> frisky golf is a completely different thing, and we will be talking about frisky golf next week. It'll be spectacular. Thanks for hanging out. We will see you next week at eleven. And it's okay. Tim will be back. I guess he's not fired forever. See you. Peace.